1: Time once again for a breaking news edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by site publisher and recruiting editor Tim Watson. Tim, it may be after Christmas, but apparently there was another present under the Crimson Tide recruiting tree as C.J. Dupree, the tight end from the University of Maryland, previously of the University of Maryland, announces he, too, will be a part of this Alabama signing class.
0: Yeah, you know, this is a guy I think Alabama's pretty excited about. I mean, so far, it's the only guy in the portal we've heard them actively involved with. Hank South broke the news a um, couple of weeks ago um, that that he was, he was going to hit the portal. We knew he was hitting the portal, but Hank broke the news that Alabama's going to be heavily involved. Took an official visit. Ohio State was involved, too. He took an official visit there. And, um, so I think there was a childhood, you know, deal where he liked Ohio state, but they didn't recruit him out of high school and ended up going there for an official. So it came down to Bama and Ohio state, you know, two pretty good football teams. And, um, again, both had him on visits. And, you know, to me, the most interesting aspect aspect of this whole thing is the fact that they, the Alabama staff really is only went after one portal guy. And it was this, this guy. And we told, you know, we said along the, along the way, the tight end room, I think was less than satisfactory going into last year, last recruiting season. So we've seen a concentrated effort on 22 and 23, uh, beefing that thing up. And I think this is a good addition. It's not a lot of film, a lot of film on him. Uh, He's a tight end. He had 300 yards, three touchdowns or something like that, which is similar, similar to Cameron Latou, I believe. But, Um, what we can see about him is he's athletic. I mean, every, every one of his highlights were, were something, some kind of special leaping the guy, jumping over another guy to get into the end zone. Um, and certainly a guy that Alabama staff had prioritized and focused on to, to, to finish this early signing period.
1: Yeah. And this is a guy that we're going to probably think of in terms of being a gap option between, uh Cameron Latou and then the four tight end class that Alabama welcomed a year ago really went deep in the tight ends in the 2022 cycle but no oh, this is also a guy still has 2 years of eligibility remaining he was at Maryland for two seasons 2021 2022 as you said 30 catches a little more than 300 yards in 2022 for three touchdowns There are some highlights that you like about him. You talked about the athleticism as a guy in high school, played some quarterback, I believe, was also a guy who got it done in track and field through the discs and uh, did some good things uh, coming out of the state of Pennsylvania. But uh, so, you know, how do you view this, though? What does this say about Alabama's tight end situation? Or does it say maybe more about C.J. Dupre as a potential guy here in the next year or two? Or is it? Somewhere in the middle of all that.
0: Yeah, I think when you look, like the 20, you know, we looking back at the 22 class, and you had Amari um, Nye Black, who was a freak. You know, he's a freaky athlete, and he did really well at camp. We talked a lot about, about his camp performance. Everybody used the term freak. Like, literally everybody I talked to said freak, freakish ability, something along those lines. So, we know what kind of athlete we're getting in Amari, and he's shown a little bit of that this year. We also knew that he was probably going to be raw. Had to learn the tight end position. You know, he's got to learn to block a little bit going from high school. You know, it's really hard going from that high school level, especially because now, you know, a good tight end in college is often just a high school wide receiver. So they're having to adjust to that. They also brought in Eliza Brown, who's a receiving guy, um, more of a pass catching guy than an inline guy. But if you look at both those guys, 6'5", 6'4", really big guys. And then they added Danny Lewis and I'm just talking about the prep guys, another six foot four, 250, you know, we haven't listed at 255, but he was a big kid and Alabama got him out of Louisiana late in that late period. You know, a lot of people remember Brian Kelly certainly put the full court press on Danny before Mm -hmm. Alabama ended up holding on and getting his commitment. So the three prep guys plus miles, uh, um Kisselman and you saw kind of then like there's like let's get some guys in here let's make an impact Cameron kind of bridged that gap um you know to get through this season that Cameron had you know had a pretty good year but his stats are very similar to CJ's and I think when you're looking at a guy that comes in this is this guy's going to be you know i talked to a couple coaches about him, and um not you know away from the Alabama staff who had seen him play or played against him and they all say he's a tough guy he's a hard-nosed guy the guy that's able to block, the guy that's able to slip out of the backfield and make a uh, make a play. So you got to envision, you know, with that tight end position being so much, you know, prioritized in these last two classes that they do have plans to use them.
1: No doubt, and yeah, you got also Ty Lockwood in this 2023 cycle that you recently signed. So numbers shouldn't be much of a problem for Alabama going into the 2023 season, but. Yeah, C.J. Dupree is a guy that you watch him at Maryland. He did things in line. He did things off the ball, flexed out, uh, made some nice plays in space after the catch, did some good things in the red zone with the aforementioned touchdown catches that we talked about. And let's not forget about Robbie Oates either, right? This is a guy that we saw early in the 2022 season, then really during the latter stages, of the 22 season more specifically he showed some real promise both as a blocker and also as a receiver
0: yeah I think you're excited to see him in the Auburn game obviously his best game and you know coming off that injury you know they always say it takes a while and it does not just physically which certainly physically is a big part of it but any kind of knee injury foot injury anything like that when you get to those lower body extremities, it takes a while to have that confidence. But I think we saw the best of Robbie in the Auburn game. I think we saw what, what he's capable of doing. And, you know, the thing about it is most of those guys are, are big guys. You know, they're all six foot four plus. And, you know, this year, again, getting Ty Lockwood, you know, nobody really has really talked about Ty Lockwood, including me. Probably should be talking about him more because his recruitment – happened so quick but you know you know ty lockwood six foot five 225 is what we have him listed at big kid from tennessee was committed to ohio state a hundred percent seemed to be locked into ohio state was one of their biggest recruiters something happened i know ohio state took another commitment whatever it was ty opened up his recruitment and alabama did a terrific job getting in there next thing you know he's flipped uh to alabama um and you know that again, this is Bama beating Ohio State for two tight ends in this cycle. So that you know, Ohio State's Ohio State's a pretty good program, so pretty good evaluated staff there. So that's another thing you can judge this class off. But you know, I think we're going to see. You know, they're getting the targets, they're getting the guys, and also they're getting a nice blend where you know Robbie can be an inline guy, he could be that H back type of guy. Danny's an inline guy, he can get to that end and block. Almost has ability. It wouldn't shock me. I saw Dan He's going to be a tight end, but he plays like a jumbo athlete more than he plays like a tight end. He's a big guy that could grow into basically whatever he wanted to. So they're obviously getting some guys that can come in and, and uh, impact that position. And I know that probably Joe Cox is going to feel a lot better about that tight end room this time next year, actually going into next season, than he did you know, when he first got to Alabama.
1: And you talked about this a little bit earlier how difficult it's becoming to find high school tight ends that can transition right into the college game. I mean, yeah, there's a Brock Bowers every what generation or so, I guess. Um, uh, Darnell Washington at Georgia. It's it's just crazy to think about how Georgia was able to hit it with two guys in that same class essentially. But for the most part, it it takes uh, development as much as anything else, because as you said earlier, a lot of these guys, they're so athletic at the high school level, you watch their tape, they're split out far more than they are in line these days.
0: Yeah, and if I remember correctly, that's how Brock was too. He was a guy lined up out why well, I mean, why would you take a guy like Brock Bowers mm-hmm. or you know, Ty Lockwood or any of these guys we're talking about and line put them at the end of the line of scrimmage as a blocker? You would definitely want to get him isolated out there, you know, some sophomore or junior and you know, defensive back, 5'10", 185 pounds, you definitely want to see Brock out there, you know, on an edge with that. So I think that's why it's harder. You're seeing a lot of guys, part of the catch receivers, not really the block receivers. And we saw that trend really, you know, kick up a notch with Jimmy Graham when he was with the Saints. Uh, for We've seen a lot of that, actually. Jimmy Graham kind of started that trend where you had the basketball guys going to football, Um South Carolina, I'm drawing a blank on the kid's name, but South Carolina had the kid that's been in the NFL forever. Alabama actually looked at him. He played AAU basketball. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but we've seen a lot of staffs, high school staffs, recruit their players from the basketball team onto the football team, so it's not really – that big a surprise to see a lot of these guys lined up out, you know, outside mismatched, they're mismatched wherever they are, but you get them out on that edge. They got a lot more space to work with. They can get deeper. There's not, it's not as congested on a sideline as it is running across the middle. But, um, but like you said, obviously, you know, those guys, you got, you're going to have to have a nice mixture of guys who can come in be that receiving guy and also that blocking guy.
1: Was it Hayden Hurst that was the South Carolina uh, tight end?
0: I'm drawing a blank. He actually played from having the old man moment. He played for the Georgia stars basketball team. I okay, people about him. He played for the Packers and everybody. There's going to be 10 people answering this pod. <laughs> he, uh, he definitely was uh he's one of that trend where it started breaking and, and Jimmy Graham is the one that made it famous as a Saints fan. I've watched it happen where he was lined up very few times at the end, he was always split out somewhere, so you're seeing a lot of that in high school. Jared and Cook. Jared, Jared
1: Cook. Cook. Jared. There it is.
0: Yeah, boom, that's him. Jared <laughs> Cook is a guy. We were going to do
1: this for another 30 minutes <laughs> until we, we until it came Jared, to us.
0: Jared Cook special podcast, but those guys <laughs> I saw it back then when I was watching AAU basketball, and it's really carried over, and why wouldn't you line those guys up out wide? And You know, again, you look at a lot of these, a lot of the best tight ends, I mean, you want to get them out there and lined up in man coverage or you know, there's not many safeties that can guard the level of tight ends we're talking about right now. But CJ's gonna fit in there. I think he's actually gonna be a little bit a little bit a better version of he'll be able to block from the line and I also think he's gonna be able to go out and catch. So he's gonna be the best of both worlds. And he's been in a college weight program for two years. He's gonna used to playing with the you know a good quarterback and you know he has the league of the Alabama transfer that went out there. But very interesting was CJ because we were told that CJ was going to um, play in the ball game, and then all of a sudden got back from his Alabama visits, and he was not. I don't think. I think they just agreed to part ways, and yeah. so he's not playing in the bowl game. We expected to make that decision after, but obviously made it today. He's comfortable with his decision. Good, good job by Joe Cox jumping out there and getting on this early and uh, making this happen.
1: Yeah, this is a guy in DePray according to his uh, Maryland bio, 6'5", 260. He's, so.
0: he's thick. When you look at him, again, there's not a lot of highlights of him. I, mean, I, I saw Maryland, but, I mean, the guy had, tw- you know, 300 yards receiving. I think <clears throat> most of them, a lot of them are on the highlights. But he uh, he's he can run. When he catches the ball, he's good after the catch. You know, I'm not going to compare him to anybody like a Travis Kelsey. But, if he, you know, if you can envision a guy that can run a little bit, has good hands, and is athletic, that's, that's what you're getting with this guy. I mean, we've seen him leap, leap one guy. There's a play uh, jumping over somebody to get into the end zone. Obviously, fairly athletic. And, again, had some big-time uh, schools coming after him in a hurry, but narrowed his list down really quickly to Alabama and Ohio State. And You know, if you're a portal guy, that's not a bad way to go. You know, stay closer to home. He's from Pennsylvania. Or go play at Alabama and just take your visits and get that decision out of you.
1: Yep, Scranton, Pennsylvania's own, C.J. Dupre will now play for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Tim, anything else before we get out of here?
0: No, I mean, it's just, you know, to me, you know, just the class itself. Um,
1: Crazy, yeah.
0: You well, know, it's just, it's very complete, you know, when you look at it. And, um, and again, we're probably going to get a lot of office jokes because that's where Scranton, that's where the office is set, by the way. But, um, yeah, I mean, this class is very complete. You got young guys. You got older guys. You got guys that can grow. they will be the best footballs ahead of them. You got guys that are going to be challenging for playing time right away. You know, but again, you know, we went down that stretch and we were sort of like, if they can get a tight end, you know, that was one position. If they could get another defensive lineman, uh, an edge guy, and uh, you know, obviously James Smith and Quay Russo. and you know, if they could finish with that and a cornerback, this class would be complete. This is. 10 days before signing day and they closed out with, you know, the Montgomery kids. They also got the tight end from the portal that they wanted. They also got a uh, cover cornerback and Rick's and uh, obviously Keon Keeley was a big flip along with Proctor. I'm not forgetting Proctor an offensive tackle. So a lot of guys, a lot happening down those, those last two or three weeks down the stretch for Alabama to finish off a really good class. So, you know, this gets you probably to the bowl game. And then we got the late period, and I find it hard. Mm-hmm. To leave. They won't be kicking tires, and
1: I'm um, really setting fires. Yeah. i really,
0: absolutely. I'm really excited to see. I guess interest. I'm not excited. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens in the bowl game because I think there's people basically saying, "If he don't play me in this bowl game, I believe it." I don't. I'm not saying Alabama. I'm just saying that we've heard this so many times in our history. If he don't play me in this bowl game, I believe yeah. we've heard it at every school. So I imagine. You know, maybe some guys, if they don't play, if they don't get some reps uh, or they don't get, you know, or they're already waiting to play in the bowl game and then hit the portal, which is what I would have done. You know, I hate it for, you know, like a guy like Amari Kite, I hate he's going to miss out on the Sugar Bowl experience. He was a hardworking guy that did a lot of good things at Alabama. And, you know, I get he wanted to leave and get his spot. But, I hate, you know, I hate they miss out on that kind of stuff.
1: You know who else uh, called Scranton home at one point? Roy Munson and Kingpin. Roy Munson. But the Crimson Tide did not get Munson on this one, did they, with C.J. Dupre? I think we'll probably just wrap it up with that. What do you think?
0: This was a different one,
1: yes. (laughs) This is us at our best and our worst. Uh, Oh, no. But uh, it is a big, huge pickup in C.J. Dupre. We'll just leave it at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guy Alabama absolutely coveted from the transfer portal. So there you go, another another promising addition to the Alabama roster and C.J. Dupre previously of the University of Maryland. Tim, thanks for taking the time.
0: I appreciate it. You guys, if we don't see you before then, have a great New Year's, and we'll be seeing you on the roundtable and uh, quite the exciting uh, closeout for this recruiting class
1: I'm expecting. Yeah, absolutely. Hang out with us there on the roundtable, the premium message board of choice for Alabama fans around the globe. Tim Watts, Hank South, Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair, myself. That's where you're going to find us. Come hang out with us at BamaOnline.com. Also, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, the Bama Online Podcast, we certainly hope you'll do so wherever you consume pods. You're going to find the Bama Online Podcast. And if you believe us, A rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate that as well. For Tim, Travis, thanks again. and Until next time, so long, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better